Style Boiling with you for the next hour or so. Welcome along to the podcast on this Tuesday afternoon, a very cold Tuesday afternoon. Mind you, they probably blame that on climate change. I did actually see something yesterday about some storm, Babbitt or whatever, I don't know, some storm, some new storm. They've got to give them all names now, don't they? That's on the way. And the word climate change was in the paragraph. And I was going, uh, no, October's normally bad weather anyway, isn't it? Because we're kind of heading into the winter. Why do we have to keep using the word climate change every time we describe weather these days? It's getting a bit bonkers, isn't it? By the way, can I mention as well, people have been emailing us, begging for the mugs. The, yes, the Nile Boiling Podcast mugs. We've got more of them in. People keep begging us for those mugs. And the only way that you will get one of these mugs is by sharing. In other words, if you want to share the show with somebody else, in other words, sharing the links from our website, we can tell from the analytics if you have. Or, indeed, you can subscribe. And that doesn't mean, by the way, on the free subscription, on a paid subscription, which is five ninety nine a month, which is the price of a pint of beer, which helps to support us to continue doing this every single day and giving you a platform to come on the air and have your opinion on whatever it is we happen to be talking about. Or, indeed, if you want to come on and talk about something else, you're quite welcome to do that as well. That's why we provide the show. Sometimes we'll do a social issue, like we're going to do today, or sometimes we'll do an issue that's in the news. At the moment, the news, is, as you know, is consumed by what's happening in Israel and Palestine. So um, we're, we can't kind of do that every day because it would get very boring if we did. Um, but we want you to get involved. We want you to support the show if you can. If you can't support the show, you're watching it free of charge now. There's nobody charging you for watching it right now at this very moment in time. As you can see, there's no advertising banners. There's nothing like that. So we don't get paid for that. But where how we do make some money to actually cover our costs, and we're not even doing that yet, is by you going to our website and subscribing for $5.99 a month. So please do it and please support us if you can. And every single day, out of all the new subscriptions that we get each day, we pick one person out and send them a mug. Now, people have been asking us, well, look, I've been subscribing for a while now. Can I have a mug? Yes is the answer to that question. Because as soon as we get another lot in, what we're going to do is we're going to build it into the subscription plan. So once you've subscribed for a certain period of time, you'll get a mug. And that'll be happening very soon. We'll give you an announcement on one of our newsletters very soon. Now, today's show is a quite contentious topic, but not that serious, thankfully. And I'm going to read this out for you because I think it's important that I read out the email rather than just explain it. It gives you a sense of where this chap is at. And it says, hey there, lads. Now, by the way, can I mention there is a girl here too? All right, it's not just lads. There's three of us, you know. Anyway, I have what I'm sure is a common problem these days with people living longer, etc., etc. I married seven years with three children. Wife is amazing, and I work full-time, and she works part-time. Anyway, my wife's father passed away last year, and her mother has been very demanding, and demanding my wife's time ever since he went, which I understand to some degree. The mother-in-law comes over on Fridays to our house for dinner, and most weeks stays overnight. Over the last few months, it's gone from two and sometimes three nights. She's not a nice person now, and she is so interfering with the kids, myself, and the wife. But my wife doesn't see this. And we've had so many arguments over this situation. The woman is constantly pretending she's not well just to get attention and has my wife running back and forward to bring her to doctors constantly. She never stops moaning and the woman is fit as a fiddle for her age. She's 71. Anyway, last week my wife asked to talk to me and she landed me with a bombshell. Her mother had suggested selling her house and giving us a third share with my wife's other siblings and moving in with us. My wife's two brothers live uh, very far away and she won't go to them. 
My wife actually thinks this is a good thing. As she said, it'll save her traveling across the city every other day and sees it as a very positive thing. She tried to sell the idea to me that we'd be 100,000 up on the deal and we could build an extension to give her her own living space and possibly bedroom on the side of the house. I'm going to be honest, the conversation didn't end well. When I gave my wife some home truths, my thoughts on the matter, and the fact that I don't want her 100,000, I'd rather be broke than go for this deal. I told my wife that the tension in the house when she's here is serious and that our mother is interfering in an attention seeker and worse than a child and this, this will uh, do nothing but destroy our marriage and our relationship. And she'll also upset the children because she's forever chastising them or telling them how bold they are. And honestly, now they're really good kids. The woman could live uh, another 20 years and we could be stuck with her for that 20 years. The wife thinks we could save a fortune as she'd also look after the kids while my wife works mornings part-time. And she also said that she owes it to her. And she owes it to her mother to look after her in the latter years of her life. One of my mates was in this position three years ago and he ended up separating from his missus over it as their life was turned upside down by an interfering mother-in-law. Anyway, uh, me and the wife are now at loggerheads because I suggested a nursing home and uh, her house will cover the cost and she flipped that I even suggested it and she said she would never put her mother in a nursing home. What am I going to do? Maybe your listeners can advise because I now despise this woman for weaseling her way into our life. She was over this weekend and is already making plans, making remarks like, you'll be seeing more of me very soon. And honestly, my stomach was turning and I was retching even thinking about it. Please help. Yeah. Now, well, there's kind of two things here. Do we owe it to our parents? You know, for them, I mean, some parents would say, well, I don't want to be a burden on my kids. But do we owe it to them to look after them? After all, they looked after us in nappies and everything else when we were small and raised us and paid for us and brought us to school and looked after us. So do we owe it to them when they get older? Or is this husband right? Will it destroy their marriage? Maybe even in that situation, you've had a mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law, whatever, I don't know, somebody move in with you. How did it affect the dynamic of your relationship with both your husband or your wife or your children, for that matter? Let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What should he do? Should he just surrender and say, okay, and just get over it? Or should he stand his ground and say, no, she's not coming and that's the end of it? And risk his relationship, maybe. The number is 87 Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, wait, five. <laughs> and he gave out my own phone number. Oh, wait, five, one hundred twenty-two fifty-five. That's oh, wait, five, one hundred twenty-two fifty-five. WhatsApp us if you have any comments or you want to come on the air. If you don't want to go into a big explanation on WhatsApp, just type the words, let me on, and they will let you on. They'll give you a ring back. Our producer will give you a ring back, and we'll get you on the air as quick as we possibly can. 085-100-2255 is the number. There it is on the screen. WhatsApp us now if you want to come on the air and talk to us and let us know what advice you would give to this guy. Let me go to John. John, hi, how are you? Well, good afternoon, Noel, and good afternoon, Radio Land. Oh, it's you again. Oh, Jesus. Well, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Me! Well, here's the thing. You're a Christian. You're a man with Christian how values. How today, and uh, how was that? Uh, fella? Oh, jeez. <laughs> This is not a love in, John. It's a show. So, so uh, oh, life is just funny for this age. Oh, it's poor old Steve. Is he nursing his wound? Yeah. Uh, are you finished? Annie. Yeah, go on. Go yeah. on. Let me on. <laughs> More on you. All right. So, so, John, what should this guy do? 
Okay, now that's Jesus. First and foremost, she sounds like the mother from hell. Well, we're, we're, take, well, we're taking his side of the story there and his word for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the way I would look at that, if I was married, I had the kids, I had a family, I had a wife, and the mother-in-law wanted to do all that shit, I would say to her, no, I would risk the marriage. Would period. you? Now, oh, yeah. Now, oh, he yeah. stands to gain 100,000, he stands to gain 100,000 because she'll sell the house and he gets the money. Yeah, but then he gets a nightmare. I mean, what's the point of, yeah, you know, you can spend the money and that's great, but then you're still left with the nightmare, which is the mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, now I think I'd rather, you know, forgo the money and forgo the nightmare. That is the mother. Do you owe it? But do you owe it to your parents? I mean, are your parents still alive, John? No, they're gone. Okay, but do you believe in the latter they years? Of, listen to me anymore? I'm not surprised. I'd say they're happy, a happy release for them to get away from you. <laughs> they couldn't listen to me. They said, "We're out of here. We're going. We're going. We can't do it. We can't take it no more." Why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing: in the latter years of your parents' life, do you owe it to them to look after them? The way I look at that is, uh, one, yes, and B, nobody was asked to be born. So, no. No. So there's a two-prong-to-prong uh, attack I would take on that one. Yes, in the sense that, yes, you should look after your parents when they get older and they get you kind of to the stage where they don't feel safe in their own home or they don't feel safe to, you know, keep and stay in their own home. But at the same time, you weren't asked to be born, so you don't really have an obligation. Anyway, when you say you weren't, you didn't ask to be born. I mean, you were born, and that's the end of it. And you you enjoy your life, and you I enjoy know, and, and you enjoy that. that life because your parents give it to you, and because your parents raise you, and they pay for everything. Yeah, but again, I don't mean to sound bad, but but you know, when the when the, when the pleasure when the when their parents have a child, it's the pleasure of the sexual act, isn't it? Really. You know, there's more, I mean, there's more the to having a day, child than ha- just having sex on that I one know, night. I know, but that's what comes out of the pleasure, the sexual act. You have a kid, you have a kid, and some people have kids because they want to have kids. But again, those kids are not obligated to look after their parents when they get old. That's that's another way of looking at it. So what? You just abandon them? No. What that man should do is say to the wife, "Look, honey, this is the way I see it." Yeah. Your mother, your mother, your mother is important to you, right? Now, your mother is important to you, Niall, and so is your father. But so is your wife. So you have to balance that, you know, that line very carefully. And what he should say to the to the mother-in-law is, look, I know you want to come here and live, you know, live with Us. my wife, which is your, your daughter. Yeah. Us, yeah, in the house. But we have a life going on here. We have a family that's grown up. We have, And she'll you say, know, and have, I'm going to be part of that family now. No, 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 no. We have a relationship going on here. Now, you're welcome to come, you know, and you're business. welcome to stay every so often, you're welcome yeah. to... But you keep your house, you don't sell it. And, she's already know, made her mind up, yeah. Yeah, I know, but she's, but she's the one who's, who's uh, more or less, you See, know... See, the, the wife is encouraging her because the wife sees this as a win-win. She sees 100,000 yeah, and she also sees a mother that will be there to look after the kids when she goes to work every day. Yeah, but then that's just her being selfish and thinking, okay... Well, no, like, it's, no, no, it's, some, well, it's not just being selfish. She's looking at saving money, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, a ready-made uh, kind of... Babysitter. ...person there for my kids, yeah. you know. You so, know. But stay, hang on, stay there for a second. Let me go to Jason. Jason, hi, how are you? Good yeah, yeah, good, Jason. I mean, is this is this guy t- looking at this wrong? Is he tackling this situation yeah. wrong? 
Ah, he's fine to lose in battle. His marriage is over regardless. <laughs> Mother comes in, he goes out. Mother goes out, he goes out. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, in other words, he's doomed. He's doomed, yeah. yeah. Now, to be honest, when, uh, my plan was see if he could hit the other two brothers for the next few quid, take him, but when then he said she's as fit as a fiddle. No, it wouldn't be worth it. It really wouldn't. Now, I mean, the Asians have a different uh, prospect on this. They look after their elderly. They look after their parents. Yeah, so do the Italians. Yeah, the yeah. yeah they, 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 they take them in and look after them. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it is about us now. No. Um, I well, the Irish do it too. I Irish people. I guarantee, I guarantee if it was his mother, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, his mother, he wouldn't be doing it probably. Oh, it's, uh, it's, I'd say I'd say if his mummy came and says, there's nowhere else to go, I'm selling the gaff and I'm coming with you, he'd be saying, yeah, come on in, Matt. But as I can tell you now, his wife wouldn't be putting up with that very quickly. Exactly. Irish boys and their mummies are different. Mm. You, think? you know that way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, come on, we know the type we're talking about. Now. So, so, so what about your team. other half, right? If her mother, is her mother still with us? I can tell you now it's not happening. So... There's no way her mother is moving in with Jews. In the hell. I have the truck, I load it up and I'd be gone. Two tanks of diesel, you wouldn't see me for a year. <laughs> <laughs> but Jason, think of the hundred grand. Never mind the hundred grand. Think of the peace and quiet. Think of the arguments. Think about not being <laughs> the second run through your gas stack bollock naked if you want. When all the kids are out. Oh, and there's mummy in law looking at you. No, I just couldn't. Try to have sex. And the mother and oh God, no, no. Yeah, that no, kind of be the end of the sex life, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's bad enough trying to sneak around with the kids in the gas. Yeah, could you imagine her now? We can't do it. Me ma'll hear us. Me ma'll hear us. Are you trying to have a row with her? Me ma'll hear yeah, us. When you don't speak to my daughter like that? Ah, no. No, you can just No, just give her a pair of earmuffs. <laughs> no. Yeah, lads, you said, this, is not, this is not very good for the men of Ireland, for the two used to be there giving out shite about mother-in-laws. Just give her a pair no. of earmuffs. And you, ha- and you have, well, hang on, John, you have a mother-in-law, Jason, so, you know, you have to be careful no, what you say no. here. Technically, I'm not married. <laughs> you see, down this you may as well be. You've actually, be. actually, you've got two mother-in-laws. Oh, well, don't talk about the fortune. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Okay, don't mention the war, then. No, Jesus, no, 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 no. Okay, and, and you're not thinking it's a little bit selfish of him, you know, to, to, I mean, like, his wife feels she owes it to her mother. I mean, so here's the question, Jason, do we owe it to our parents? Jesus. Now, why have you had shit parents? Well, most people don't have shit parents. Why have you two parents that were just average? <laughs> yeah, a lot do. Go and have a look at the streets of Dublin now. Yeah, but whether they're average or not, they looked after you when you were small. They put clothes on you. They brought you to school. You know, they fed you. Niall, 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 I've been, I've been saying this to you for years. Empathy. Kids have no empathy. Kids haven't got that relationship with their parents now as we did when we were growing up. When we were growing up, our mummy was there seven days a week, seven nights. Yeah, well, well, in this situation, this woman is 71. So obviously this woman... To walk. Yeah, this so woman yeah. values her mother. She's 71. So, they, no. Yeah. Now, times have changed. People don't value life anymore. People don't value family anymore. People don't no, value relationships anymore. Ready, swipe ready. left, swipe right. It's only a matter of time before you can do it for a new family. Yeah, sorry, what'd you say, John? No, she's just looking for a ready-made uh, babysitter there now. I mean, the wife is just being selfish and uh, she's just thinking of herself. Mm. 
Yeah. And the, I'm thinking of our job. And John, the mother-in-law is just looking for a ready-made you know nursing mean? home. That's all, And the, the mother-in-law is looking for a 24-hour nursing home, Noel. You think? Someone yeah, to exactly. our, that's, our that's back the and point. Call. I mean, the yeah, mother-in-law at this stage should, should respect have one the marriage. Oh, wait, 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 one at a time, lads, one at a time. Sorry, Jason, continue. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, the mother-in-law probably have one of them feckin' bells. Ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding. Ding-a-ding-a-ding. No, no. I could just see that turning in the onslaught. Right, okay. Now, okay, well, then let, hang on. Let me go to James. James, hi, how are you? Hello, nerd. Yeah, sorry, James. Go ahead. Afternoon, Miles. Afternoon, James. Would you be happy with this situation? Oh, I'm going to have to just restart that there for you. Sorry, I do apologize. Um, anyway, some of the messages, by the way, already coming in on social media. Dennis says, is she fit? I'm assuming he's talking about the 71-year-old mother. Might be worth a rattle. <laughs> Always look on the bright side. You're not going to give your mother-in-law a rattle, Dennis. Anyway, Christine says, uh, I'd always mind my mom, no matter what. She's always had my back growing up, and I'm sure as heck won't let her down when it's her turn to need help. Payback. Okay. Brenda Walsh says, uh, you're like an agony aunt, Niall. Nothing else of interest happening in the world that may affect the Emerald Isle. Well, there is other things of interest that may affect the Emerald Isle, but we can't talk about them every day, in fairness, Brenda. Eddie says, uh, we'll see uh, an awful lot more of this happening with the amount of single siblings or parents. Liz says, oh, in the meantime, if you get struck down by an illness, who is going to mind you 25-7? It's 25-7. There's 24 hours in a day. Um, man shed, is it? And uh, Catherine says, I can see both sides of the argument. Dave says, put your foot down and think of your wife and family. Let your mother-in-law move into a home for the elderly. And that's it. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that, that's kind of the better option. Stay there, Jason. Let me just go to um, James. James, hi. How are you? Hi, Noel. Sorry about that, James. Okay, James, you've no heard, you've heard no Jason. No, move out. He's putting. He's filling the tank, the truck up with diesel and he's on the way. He's getting out of there. <laughs> Look, now, I suppose that really depends on how well you get on with your mother-in-law. Now, I get on brilliant with my mother-in-law. She's a brilliant woman, like, you know what I mean? Are you yeah. just saying that because you're on the radio? Uh, no, I no. She, I, she might be listening. No, no, she wouldn't listen. No, she, she's, you know, I, I, I don't think she would be. Um, okay. No, oh. I actually do, no. I actually get on with my mother-in-law now, you know what I mean? No. Now, I'm going to kind of flip it around on you, Nile, if you don't mind. And actually, a few years ago, my wife asked my mother, because my mother has a lot, a lot of ailments, and, you know, just needed to be looked after, basically. So my um, my wife asked my mother to come and live with us without even asking me about it. Now, I get on with my own mother to a point, like, you know what I mean? But I don't really <laughs> want, like, I, I moved out of the family home quite young, Nyland. I think the only time I ever went back there was for a weekend to help my father paint the house. Right, okay. I love my mother, but I don't want to live. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, now... For some people, if the, if the woman is healthy, can help out, you know, if there is young kids there and can help out and, and does want to be involved with helping the kids. But most importantly, now, must not take over. Must remember that they must, and this might sound awful, but she must remember her place yeah. with regards to now, the Now, Irish mothers will take like over. She's the grandmother. And, she, I'm just saying she's the grandmother and not the father. Yeah, but Jason reckons she'll take over. Yeah, it's an Irish mother. You know what Irish mothers are like? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is quite possible. Mm. But I suppose you, you, you could say at the start of it, right, these are the boundaries and this is what will happen. But 
going on in time, I, to be honest with you, Niall, I think going on in time, it would eventually wear down on everybody. You know what I mean? And eventually, and people But is that the it. end of the relationship, realistically? Because uh, I think it would be. You know what I mean? It probably would. It probably would be. Yeah, but is that right? Is that right that the wife would put her mother before the relationship? Because everybody knows the relationship is doomed. Well, no, it's not right because at the end of the day, Niall, you know what I mean. Um, when you're married, to somebody, your 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 marriage should outlast uh, someone's relationship with their mother. Because, well, you know, the mother yeah, I don't know. No, they can be interfering with things. You know what I mean? And both. By the way, I'm not just saying you know, if a mother-in-law of the husband, but the mother-in-law of the wife too. You know, older people can be interfering in a relationship. Well, Very interfering. No, no, maybe, maybe I'm looking at neither of mine too. You know, maybe I'm lucky. That is he, either. Jason? Is he just lucky? Yeah, he sounds like he's he's doing a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but come in, Noel. What's going to happen when she does have ailments? And I mean, she's seventy-one now, sick. But we all know that's not going to last. So there is going going to come a point where she's going to need to be looked after. And yeah. I mean, that's where he's probably thinking she's going to need medical help. Yeah. You know, then they're going to have to revamp the house probably for her. When there is places out there where there's 24-hour care, lovely people... In a home. You're talking about a home. Getting, well, getting, a you're, getting home. your own back on them. But you're getting your own back on them for dumping you in a crash from the time you were born. So, you know what I mean? Okay. So, so hang, on, hang on. Stay there. I just want to go to Stephen as well. Stephen, hi. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Stephen, this is a bit of a dilemma to be in, isn't it? When you're happily married, you've got three young children, and all of a sudden the mother-in-law wants to move in. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if, there, there's an underlying current here, which is, I suppose, you know, um, the direction society has taken. You know, we're, we're overly reliant on nursing homes. And you can hear it in some of the, the points being made here, like, but what happens if they get sick or have ailments? And uh, that's what happens to old people, unfortunately. That, you know, that is it's what life. happens. Yeah. And uh, the natural part of life for, for us as a species for thousands of years would have been looking after all of the elderly in, in the village until they pass away in their sleep. Right. And th that, that's, that's like something we've lost, you know. Uh, even if I didn't get on with my mother-in-law, um, I, I think you'd have to... Uh, Put up with it. Bottle up your, bottle up your, your self-indulgences there and take her in and but lay look, down but, the Yeah, but look at how it's going to change your life. And, and here's the thing. The really selfish bit of me is saying you've only got one life. I know, but it's, it's a part of life. This, 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 this is actually very similar to the abortion debate because of women who choose not to have the child to further their careers. You have to look at the family unit differently, guys, because we're gone down a bad path. Like her or lump her, you're going to have to look after her. If you want, if you want the society you, 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 you crave for, you're going to have to accept the negatives about that society that we're all on the conservative wavelength, I presume, here mostly, that we all want, which is the family unit back uh, uh, re-established again on the land. And part of that is taking in the elderly back into the homes again and looking after them until they pass away. There you go, Jason. And that, 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 that yeah, that's my it. view of it. Yeah. There, there's a sensible man, Jason. You don't agree with him, but he's, he's a, sensible, a sensible man. By the way, I'd be more concerned about my family unit rather than extending it with somebody I didn't really like. But go on, sorry, Jason. He, he does yeah, make sense. Hey, no, but no, yeah, this man has to think of his own relationship. But, I mean, he really does. But may, maybe, it maybe it'll make his wife happy. I don't know. 
But well, well, then it won't make him happy. But what about his happiness? I, I think that well, sense of a relationship that, that we're talking about there is the sex and the city style relationship that was pumped into our brains in in, in the 90s, which is a load of shit. And we, we ship yeah. off everyone when they hit 65 to a nursing home. This, this is not the way we've lived for thousands of years. This is a concept that has only existed for about 20 to 30 years or 40 years at maximum in, in, like in, our, in, in the human cycle. It's like crashes. We're only dumping kids in crashes the last 20, 30 years as well. But that seems exactly. the way society is gone. That seems to be the way society and, and, and is gone. Don't look after each other, look after yourself. children in the home cancels each other out. I, I can guarantee you, if the children are there and the mother is there, that gives you as a man a chance to go to the shed, to the pub, or whatever. You have to look I at the that. Life maybe, life. Yeah, but maybe people don't want that kind of life, Stephen. I wouldn't want that kind of going to the shed or the pub life. I would rather be with, spend the time with my wife and my kids and that family unit that we have made together. And something coming into that can really rock that unit. Do me a favour, Jason and Stephen. Just stay there. I've got to take a quick break. Back in a second. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Live, live every day. And available for download from all your usual platforms. All right, let's stay there, lads. Let me just go to Dave as well. By the way, just to mention as well, you might have noticed on the screen there, they were the, that's the new Niall Boylan Podcast mugs. CBC has showed you a picture of them as well. I'll tell you later on about them. Dave, hi, how are you? What's the crack? Good, Dave. You've heard Stephen. You know we got to get back to you know the roots. Uh, the roots of the family are basically you know if you have to look after your mother, you have to look after your mother, and that's just the way it has to be. That's it's for society we're doing these things. No, I get that, but like, what is the societal benefit of taking in uh, a crotchety old witch who might potentially torpedo your relationship? I mean. Like, if she comes in and he decides, I can't take this anymore, and he walks, there's a family unit just exploded. Gone. No? Yeah. Gone. And I mean... Well, Stephen said you can go out to the shed or go to the pub. Yeah, but listen, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, he'll go out to the shed then. He comes in and she's like, you're spending an awful time out in the shed. What are you doing? Would you not be in with the kids? Or, she's you're going to the pub an awful lot. Do you think you might have a drinking problem? Like, (laughs) it depends. Like, it can, like, it can work. I mean, like, my mother-in-law, I would have had her move in with us. Not a bother. Uh, we lived with my mom for a while. Not a bother. It depends on how everybody gels. If everybody gets along together fairly well, you're okay. I know people who they've built like a granny flat for the parents behind the house, and it gets along very well. I know other people who are kicking off the days until the mother-in-law's funeral. You know what I mean? So it's a nice idea to be like, yeah, oh, we have to look after the family unit and like. On paper, in theory, it sounds like a good idea. But in reality, in practice, I mean, he said in the email that she's constantly telling the kids they're bold. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of effect is that going to have on the children? Are they going to, you know, like, their, their home is supposed to be their safe place, you know, from away from everything else in the world. And then they're coming home and they're being berated for no other reason than nanny's a bitch, you know? Mm. No, I, I, I do, I do I, get I, that. I, I, would, I would like to answer that. If yeah, go, okay. go ahead, Stephen, yeah. Um, so... Like some of the terminology there was, you know, a, a bit um, postmodern. So let's say safe spaces. Um, the home actually shouldn't be a safe space. The home is the home is the last place you want to be if you are a bold child. That's where the authoritarianism should come from, the family unit, where you get chastised for being bold. Now I I, I remember like th- this is probably like a story that wouldn't go down too well. Uh, in modern times, but I, I remember my grandfather hit me with a walking stick one time, straight into the eye. Like I came in and made noise during during the news. Uh, I was just coming in to call him and show him something, you know, granddad, granddad. Now I was only about five or six, 
And I'm not saying this is good or or or, yeah. or okay. Um, but Jesus, I never forgot it. And uh, although it was in a completely extreme maneuver, it disrupted the house. There was fights. Um, me, my mother and him went to slaps. Everything, you know, went. But I have we not? But have we not day. learned that over time, you know, we evolve as a species and a society, and we've learned that sometimes that whole family thing of it's very Italian, very Asian as well of, you know, bringing your parents back to live with you back into the fold doesn't always work. We did it a lot many years ago, as you rightly said, but that was the cause of many marriage breakdowns. It was the cause of turbulence within a family unit. I mean, and and I know, Stephen, you know, as a member of the travelling community, that would be still indicative in the travelling community. And the travelling community, I've said this before about the travelling community. Generations in the one household. Generations in the the one house. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and by the way, and I do admire the travelling community for many things they do, but I don't know if I can deal with that. Well, look, look at the societies you mentioned: uh, Italy, uh, Asia. Look, take a, look at Japan. I think Japan is still the last surviving um, traditional society that has got it absolutely correct. Maybe China as well, India in some in some respects. Where, if you compare us to them, they're doing the family unit right. We're doing it wrong. And and we're but are we're we but are we doing it wrong? They're di- they're culturally different, by the way. So it's hard to compare. Are we doing it wrong? Well, I, 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 th- I think if 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 you just weigh the successes of the family in each society, Western society is collapsing because of the things we're talking about today. Should you take your mother-in-law into the house? Yes, you should. Simple. And hang on, no, no, you, no, hang on. You said the word simple at the end of that. It's not always simple. You know, and, and it's not always simple because sometimes there's a dynamic within that family where the husband doesn't get on with the mother-in-law. And, and then that causes friction between him and his wife and the kids where the mother-in-law may be interfering. You know what I mean? But I'd say that's down to mental weakness, though. Like, like, like uh, obviously enough, there are extreme cases. And I, I can tell you now, my own mother would have absolutely destroyed the house here if she came in, uh, if she was alive. Uh, you know, she suffered from schizophrenia. So there are individual cases which are just crazy. But we would have still never turned her away. Mm. And, you know, um, like if if you just look at certain things, if we all did that, right? Oh, in my case, my mother's terrible or my mother-in-law's terrible, so I'm not doing that. Well, then all of society does it. And then the whole thing falls apart. I, I really well, okay, well, well, sorry, just to get back to Dave. There are so many more okay, well, okay, well, Stephen is kind of saying, Dave, you got to take one for the team, so to speak. In other words, this is part of what we need to do as a society. We need to get back to the brass tacks, back to the basics, back to the family unit. And whether you like it or not, there has to be a sacrifice made at some point in your life in relation to, say, taking your mother back in. Like there's a sacrifice made when you have kids. Because when you have no, I, kids, it's not the ideal situation because your life is then controlled by looking after those kids. So that's a sacrifice oh, you make in life. Is, yeah. No, I know. When you have children, your life isn't your own anymore. You know, or at least not until they, they, they fly the nest. And I would agree with Stephen on a lot of things, particularly when it comes to the family. My, myself, my missus, we both put our lives on hold for months on end to provide care for her parents and my parents. I, I don't disagree there. And like, it's a nice idea, you know, but at the same time, you know, there's times your life, you're going to have to be selfish. You know what I mean? I mean, look, there's a hundred grand on it. For a hundred grand, I'd give it a crack for, you know, <laughs> for shits and giggles. Like, you know, someone dangled a hundred grand over well, my head and said, Well, he said he'd rather be broke. He said in the email, he'd rather be broke. He said that now for a hundred. Clarify, lads. I, I know there's money part of the original test case of today's call. But take that out of the equation because that's, that's not happening for everybody, you know? No, no. 
No, and, and, and to be, if your life is going to be miserable, a hundred grand wouldn't settle it for me. Half a million, maybe. Let me, hang on, stay there. Let me just go to Natalie as well. Natalie, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are things? Good. How would you feel about this situation? I, I was kind of completely um, agreeing with Stephen. Um, like, I really, like, you know, definitely the, you know, the family values have disappeared from Ireland completely. And it's gone very, very selfish as in, you know, even with, with kids, it's, you know, we go to work, we have our family time, we have our date nights, we have this, we have that. And everything is kind of very selfishly revolving around our, you know, your individual need as a parent, as a person. Mm. And there's very little sacrifices, I think. Um, you know, people don't want to be inconvenienced anymore. People don't want to be put out. It's kind of, well, it doesn't suit us, so no, we're not going to do it. Um, but in saying that, it's, I don't think it's, it's ever as simple as you just take your parent in and that's it. Um, particularly like if there's personality clashes, different dynamics going on in the house, if the particular mother-in-law is, you know, maybe overbearing with the children. I don't know how old the kids are. Are they like... A young, young, young by the sounds of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like so that's very difficult as well. And mind you, know, you the it, wife it thinks it's a positive because if she's going to be there during the day all the time, she can look after the kids while the wife does a part time job. Though, I I I think I think um the mum is is kind of um looking at it through rose tinted glasses. So the the husband's saying that she's a fit, healthy woman but pretends to be unwell or acts like she's unwell. So mm. I don't know I don't know what that's about, but I can just imagine her then in the house the mother then expecting her to mind the kids and she's, oh, I'm not well, and doesn't. So where does that leave the, the situation? And she sold the house. So that's 100,000 gone into wherever. So, you know, if things do go tits up, where does she go? She can't go to a nursing home because she sold her assets. The house is gone. Yeah. So where she's stuck, she's stuck in the family home with them. So I don't think it's as simple as, Yes, just move in. I think there's a lot of things that need to be, you know, talked through and, and planning and, you know, all the possible negativities that could happen, you know, a plan put in place. But I don't think it should be completely written off either. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it it's unfortunate that just pe- some people just can't, you know, even the ha- their house is too small. Where to be put, Granny, or whatever it is. Well, the wife has suggested with 100,000, they build a kind of room on the side of the house. There's obviously space to do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would do anything for my, my mother and my do father. Do we owe it to them? Do we, here's but, the thing. This idea that we yeah. owe our parents. Do we owe our it's parents? It's an question, isn't it? Technically, you know, we don't, but we should. And I think this is what's wrong with society. We're, we're missing that piece, that natural kind of instinctual empathy and, and, you know, feel like we are obliged for our parents, you know, to, to look after them and care for them. That's missing. And people are like, you know, no, we don't owe them anything. They chose to bring us into the world. Technically, they don't owe us anything once we we hit the age of 18. We're adults. Off we go. Do they just cut ties and go here? Off you go. You're 18. Yeah, they don't. They just you keep coming back when they're looking similar. for something. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> they never, you know I mean? they never go. They come back when they're looking for something. That's usually when you see them. Yeah, yeah. Laundry but, bags or whatever, you know. Yeah, or money. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just on the point of uh, do we owe them? Like, uh, I, 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 me and my daughter, we, 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 we joke about these things, you know. But like, I've, I've said to her, like, I've changed your nappies when you're a child. You know, you're going to do that for me <laughs> when I'm old. That's the end of yeah. it. Like, I, I, would you honestly, but Stephen, do you really, ex- would you honestly expect your children to look after you when you get old? Yeah. Would you? I wouldn't. 100%. I, I wouldn't. 100%. I wouldn't. 
it would be lovely if they do, but I would absolutely not feel obliged for them to. And I think because it was it was just me and my mum growing up, we were very, very, very close. And she was sick for a lot of it. She had cancer on and off. And then she passed away then um, when I was 28. And she turned to me kind of on her deathbed and said, I was a burden to you. All you ever saw of me was me being sick. And all you had to do, you were just a carer. You missed out so much of your life caring for me. Yeah. So in in so far as... That's sad, by the way. It's sad that she felt that she was a burden. Yeah. It is, yeah. and it's yeah, and it's even now to this day I get upset thinking about it. But it would not have changed things. I still would have done absolutely everything and anything to care for her. But then that made her feel awful, you know. So yeah. there has to be somewhere in between where, you know, unfortunately I didn't have siblings or there was no other family to help me. And maybe if that was the case, she wouldn't have felt that. But that's way. The, but, the situation this guy know? is in. The siblings, unfortunately, yeah. are not living near. I don't know whether they live abroad or where they were, but they don't yeah. live near. So, yeah. Natalie, what advice would you give this guy listening who really seems to be thinking this is going to be a nightmare? Should he just surrender to this yeah. whole thing or should he put up a fight? I don't think I don't think either is, is, the, is the right answer. Like, you know, don't put up a fight, but you're not surrendering either. I think, you know, you are, you're, I think you're obliged ethically, morally, and, you know, just, it's just the right thing to do to care for your parents. But mm. I think definitely strict boundaries need to be put in place. For example, they're going to spend all of this money on a granny flat. But then they really need to consider the reality of, okay, what if she starts falling? You know, who is going to sit with her? Is someone going to have to stay in the room with her? What if she becomes medically really unwell? You know, all of those things need to be considered. Are we willing to, you know, or can we provide her with all of this care and whatever? Well, you know, I, I suppose you could consider that in the future, but as Stephen rightly points out, if she's selling her asset, her, her house, yeah. and splitting it amongst the siblings, a hundred grand each or whatever it is she's given to the siblings and a few quid for herself, I mean, yeah. realistically, if, if anything happens to her in, say, five years' time, let's say she gets Alzheimer's or something like that or yeah. whatever. That's you know, the nursing home is gone. They, they, well, they, that's it, that, no asset. No money, yeah. yeah, no plan. Exactly, exactly. That, and that was kind of my point that I'd made. If she's, she's, you know, for the um, the fair deal process, you, need, you know, that's what they look oh, at. Oh, you got to have a house. Home, they look at your assets. Yeah. Exactly. So if that's gone, who's going to pay for the nursing home then? They're, they're going to be stuck with that situation. And is that something that they're willing to to take on kind of longer term as well, you know. They're yeah, well, well, well hold, hold on just for a second, both of you. Let me just go to Darianne as well. Darianne, hi, how are you? Yeah, good, now, good. I um, have to say, li- listen, listen to Natalie there now. You know, I have to say, I agree with nearly almost everything she says, although I wouldn't like to be in this position. No, I, I, I understand what she's saying, but do you remember years ago, the church had this thing going on, the those who the family who prays together stays together, and um, I absolutely like. I think it's lethal if he goes ahead and agrees because none of us are human beings. The first thing was when I got married, I thought I was marrying this man. I, then I then the next thing, this family appeared. And um, and it's really, really difficult if you're in the situation like that, that, that guy that wrote that email. If he wrote and said, I, I really like her, I get on with her, she's great with the kids, um, I'd sit down and I, you know, then I'd consider it. But to do it, and the, the, the points that Natalie makes are absolutely wonderful, 
about the money be gone if anything happens to her. I mean, that yeah. would have to be taken into account. Like, really and truly, that it's not on for that reason. But I think that, or I feel that the, the guy in in the situation who finds her interfering, who finds her, you know, not great with the kids, I think it's it, he shouldn't have to feel he has to do it. Like that, that's like maybe a guilt thing. It's the old Irish guilt thing. Um, and um, and as far as I was concerned, I remember my, I think it was one of my sisters said to me one day that our children are just lent to us and then they have to be let free to have their own lives. Yeah, but do, you, do, do your kids, I, I know your kind of kids are growing up now, they have their own families and what have you. But do you believe yeah. your kids owe it to you if, for example, you became, you weren't as independent as you are? And I know you're a very independent woman. But do they owe you anything at all to look after you or to, to care for you if indeed you weren't independent anymore? No, I don't think they owe it to me. But it might be nice if you thought they would reach out and in mm. some way help. But I can't accept that because that's the way I've learned my family. And anyway, my two kids as teenagers one day in the car said, Mom, there's the the uh, the old folks home we're going to put you in. <laughs> and that was when they were teenagers, right? But, um, and then at about 20, my son built the, the shell of a granny flat out in the back garden at one point where we were living. And I says to him, Paul, have you something to tell me? <laughs> You're going to put me out there, yeah. Or either that or the sunshine home, one yeah, or the other. Am I going to be a granny? Okay, so, so, so just very quickly, so what should this guy do? You you reckon obviously the relationship is a problem. Relationship, say no. It's gonna it's gonna be look if they split up, where they end up with no home. I mean, it's just they have to. Yeah, I, I, and I'm see, I, and as much as I agree with Stephen and Natalie, I I see a problem here that he seems oh, quite sure this is their relationship is not going to last. By the way, the top multi generational households in the world. Uh, Stephen, you might be surprised to hear this. Actually, is actually Argentina is the number one. Um, Czech Republic is actually second. Uh, Dominican Republic is third. France, India, Japan, Netherlands, Singapore, South Africa, and United Kingdom in that order. By the way, they're the top multi generational households. In other words, obviously, where grannies and granddads are living in the house with grandkids and all that kind of stuff. Are, are you surprised by that, Stephen? By the way, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Uh, of, I'm surprised at France. Ar- Ar- Argentina is a very uh, conservative society, very insular. Mm. Um, but but uh, some of the countries there that you mentioned, like UK and France, uh, the multi-generational households are actually um, it, it, Muslim immigrants that, that have fluffed mm. up those. Probably, days. yes, actually, probably, you're probably yeah. right. Um, yeah. If you look into it, that's actually what's going on there. But uh, look, just to come back on point there with, with the, like, the points that are being made, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not attacking anyone's points, I'm just kind of... Uh, uh, contributing to the, the conversation it, 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 hopefully no one takes this to heart but nearly every point I'm hearing being made is based on emotional wants or desires or well, what's wrong with that and, and, and I, I, I really don't hear much and this, this is just across the board in modern society 
But, really but, 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 but Stephen, hang on but a second. Duty or responsibility. Yes. I heard the word guilt being used, but it should have been responsibility. But uh, Stephen, hold on. You can't blame people for having a slight selfish streak when it comes to their life. In other words, hang on. You don't want to get to 80 years of age when you're popping your clogs and say, I could have done things differently because I only got one shot at it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, look, look at the rest of society. There's loads of other things happening. And we're complaining about things happening over here. And then we're, we're talking about preference over here in the family unit side of things. And the things I'm talking about are nursing home availability, nursing home costs, mm-hmm. all of these decisions and preferences. And, you know, let, let's just call it what it is, parachuting of our elderly out into the state's care. Uh, it has a cost on society. This is not well, a free I, thing. Can I come back there? Because I'm the one that used the word guilty. I just do not believe we should make anybody feel guilty for, for the fact that they they should do something to help somebody who sounds like a very selfish woman. Um, and yeah. then well, we only have his word for that, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure our daughter doesn't think she's selfish. His word, right? Um, I, I, I know, I know. You said there, you believe that we shouldn't, but but that that actually tells what the what you're saying is actually just a belief. It's not based in what is. Yeah, best I'm for, Stephen. For I, I'm I'm listening to. Well, hang on. You know, I'm a conservative, and I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to Natalie, and you both make a lot of sense, right? In the ideal world, but like I'm in a marriage. I love my marriage. I love my wife. I love that dynamic. And I would be, it would pain me to have that dynamic destroyed by anybody because that dynamic is so important to me. So that's our family. So, you know, and, and you, you want to be in a situation where you have a wonderful relationship with your wife, which at the start of the email, by the way, he does say she's an amazing wife. So he obviously has a good relationship with his wife. But he fears that relationship will be destroyed by the dynamic of his mother coming into that relationship and the, the interference of her. And I, I understand where he, why he feels that way. That, that, that we're, we're not looking at this like, like the, the life cycle of a human we're not looking at it as as from from the cradle to the grave anymore we're looking at this from uh crash to nursing home because we're looking at it through a capitalist mindset where's the money and how does it affect me and it, it's it's totally based on on greed and selfishness yeah, but no. actually, you can in a second, very quickly, because I have to just take a quick seven-second break. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast, live, live every day, and available for download from all your usual platforms. Sorry, Derry ann Frank, I'll be with you in a second. Derry ann what did you want to say back to Stephen there or not? That whole thing of saying the crash to, to, to whatever the grade, um, people are out there breaking their backs to have, to have two parents working Whereas in my days, two parents didn't have to work. They, okay, I chose to work. But it's not their fault. This is what the corporate world has done to people. So well, you, you've answered your own point there by saying that people are breaking their backs and two, two, two people households working. But where, where did that pressure come from? Partially due to the fact we transitioned from having people in the home to people in nursing homes. And that adds cost. It, no, Stephen, you look at reality now. The cost that is reality. of living. That, that's, 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 no, economic. Reality. that's economic. That's well, well, economic. You mentioned economic cost of living. And I'm telling you that, that you've, 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 you've failed to realise that the economical cost of shipping people yeah, out of the home. Power, but this is what the powers that be 
have organised and the people are all around me who are paying huge rents for houses that are owned by vulture companies um, and two of them have to work and they've no alternative but to push their children into crashes. And I think it's very mean uh, to come down on them and tell them it's their fault. There, but, there, yeah, but there is an argument, Arianne, and sorry, Frank, for keeping you away, but there is an argument that in a lot of cases it's unnecessary that, you know, it's because we've become so materialistic and we want two cars and we want the holiday to Orlando and we want everything else and the nice house and the big Christmas tree that that's why two people are working. Whereas I know situations where one person doesn't have to work if, no. they, if they cut their cloth. No, the reality is not that. It's yeah. like, a, Stephen, it's like a mortgage from what I know, because I know somebody is a, an elderly person in a nursing home. They said it's like a mortgage every month. Stay there for a second, actually, Stephen and Natalie, if you can. Let me go to Frank. Frank, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you doing? Um, can, I, can you hear me clearly? Sorry. I can. Yeah, I can hear you fine, Frank. Go ahead. Yeah, great. Um, like, there, there's good arguments here between Stephen and, uh, sorry, Natalie, and, um, you know, obviously you can see holes in it. And just picking up on Stephen's last point about it being an economic argument, but then we'd be bringing dynamics in it, but there's a cost-benefit analysis that could be done and weigh those up. I, I can see how you can reciprocate a, a relationship as well if the parents actually uh, bring you into this world and nurture you and uh, bring you up uh, through the educational system and so on. And maybe there is a way of reciprocating that later on in life, and which is essentially the natural thing to do if you think so. But um, one, one point... Um, I'm not sure if it was Stephen that said it to us that his mother unfortunately had schizophrenia and would have liked to have brought them, her into the family and looked after her, which is a great thing to do, but at the risk of uh, destroying the family unit. Uh, so these are things you have to weigh up. And if that man um, is, ends up um, not being in a position where he could actually stay in the family and have Thank that you. dynamic that you refer to, uh, it could be uh, very destructive on that person. Um, so whether that person should try it out, as Natalie said, um, because there's no two ways about it, either try it out uh, and, and, and see how it goes, or, um, you know, uh, with the risk of him walking away. Surprisingly, it could work out from, I don't know what the situation is with this mother-in-law. But I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here now, if you don't mind me saying it. Um, uh, Go ahead. It's only, uh, and it's not something that I would, it's only, I don't mean to be in a, an awful lighthearted way because it's serious. But um, why doesn't the mother-in-law give um, the husband €100,000 so he can buy a house nearby and um, and if he has to move out into it, so be it. Sorry <laughs> 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 about it, dear. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, sorry, Natalie, just in relation to what Steve was saying and what also what Frank is saying, you know, in the ideal situation, and I agree with Stephen, in the ideal situation, this is the way society should work. And we shouldn't be farming in the elderly off to nursing homes. There are so many old people in nursing homes who shouldn't be there. No, I, I um, agree. Like, I mean, but, I, see, but, I see it's kind of where I work as well. Like, it's, it's, it's very much a kind of, you know, we, we don't want, you don't, the last thing you want to do is send them to a nursing home. The same as the last thing you want to do is put your kids in a crash. But sometimes you just can't, you can't afford yeah. to do it any other way. But okay, exactly. are, are you in a relationship, Natalie? Yes. Okay. And is your husband's mother alive or partner's mother alive? Um, yeah, no, both, both of his parents are alive. Yeah. Okay. So, and do you get on okay with them? You have to say it now because you're on Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. No, okay. no, I actually do. Now, this, they, they would both drive me batty on occasion, but that's perfectly normal. 
You know what I mean? But okay, so you'd be happy enough to have one of them come live with it. But let, let me put you in a situation that this guy yeah. is in. Let's say you don't get on with his mother. Let's, and I know you do. But yeah. let's, say, let's say you didn't and she was interfering and she was annoying and yeah. she was henpecking him and, you know, making his dinner yeah. and ironing his shirts and really pissing oh, you off it, and grinding yeah, your gears, right? Yeah, yeah, and then interfering with the kids yeah. and kind of criticizing my mothering and my Yeah, absolutely. And my okay, okay. Yeah. And he wants yeah. to move her in. How yeah, would you react to that? This, exactly. So this this was kind of my point. It's very, very, it's not clear cut. It's not simple. It's each individual person will have a, a, a difference. You know, for me and his parents moving in the way they are, absolutely, we'd figure it out. We'd find a way of doing it. But for this circumstance where, you know, he's explaining his, that his mother-in-law is, is like, you know, a bit controlling with the kids and a bit this, that and the other, it, it could be a recipe for disaster. So you need to prioritise your current family, your wife, that you chose but that's all I keep saying to Stephen all the time there has to be a priority here there does I think there does and then you're looking at the welfare of the children you know and they're so vulnerable they're so young they're developing they're learning you know they need a stable environment they need two parents who are singing from the same hymn sheet guiding them and whatever it is and then throw a granny in the mix who's maybe creating a toxic environment and then there's bickering and there's fighting amongst the parents etc that's not healthy for the children either. So it is, it's not simple, it's very difficult. But even something simple as if they all want to go on a family holiday, what do they do with Granny? Do they they have to her bring her with them. They'd have to bring her. They couldn't so they just leave her. her. Exactly. So like what I don't get is, is you know, is she looking to move into the house? Is she on her own? And it's, it's the daughter that's decided, here, here, ma'am, come and live with us? Or is she, you know... You know I, I get the house? impression the mother-in-law is the one who suggested it. And yeah. the daughter's running with it. And she suggested, okay. obviously, selling the house and splitting the money three ways amongst the siblings. And that's strange in itself, because most people want to stay at home for as long as... But see, what happened was, her, according to the email, her husband, the mother, mother-in-law's husband, the, the father, died a few yeah. years ago. And ever since then, she's been very needy. <laughs> but yeah, cause, so she's probably depressed. She's probably lonely. There's lots of ways to fix that. Without having to uproot her from her home... Well, well, they've tried that. She goes and sees her every other day and all that. And she comes and stays with them, you know, overnight on a Friday yeah. and has her no, dinner. outside of the family, though. She needs to get her a boyfriend. Well, not that extreme, but you know what I mean? Like, if she has a happy little life outside of relying on her daughter, she may not be as needy then. Do you know what I mean? Because she, she's probably depressed, God love her, you know? And like, yeah, I know. I mean, Frank, just come back to what Stephen was saying earlier on. Sorry, let me just go back to Frank. Frank, do we owe our parents something? Do, do we owe them something? Um, to look after yeah, them, like? I, well, um, I, I know this was a question you asked earlier on. Um, I, look, uh, I, I guess I, I would like to say, so my, my, both my parents have passed on, like, so... Um, you know, I, I would if I had the opportunity and I also had the space, which I probably wouldn't have, even the, the, an extension, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would like to be able to uh, reciprocate, you know. But essentially, I think the the um, the social contract, if you want to say it, that we have with our parents, from a parental point of view, if I look at my kids, I wouldn't think my kids would owe me anything necessarily, to be honest. But I would like to be, if I'm uh, incapacitated or um, whatever, uh, elderly, uh, I would like to be able to have a visit, you know, mm. but I wouldn't like to burden myself on, their, uh, on them. And now, you know, uh, I know there's an, uh, we touched on nursing homes, uh, and I don't want to take away from the conversation, I'll stay as close to the conversation as possible. But we have a nursing home crisis. 
And we don't have a, a society and towns and villages, maybe some had in the past, but we, we should be integrating elderly people into society. There should be um, amenities available to them. They should be um, able to, you know, have some degree of independence if they're able to. And we should have um, staff. Yeah, we don't really look staff. after them very well, do we? No, we no. don't. No, there's, there's no, there's no money or funding point. being put into it at all. No. The, no. the, the, yeah, the system we're talking about, throwing these people into, is not there. The infrastructure is not there. They have to be in the family okay. home. I mean, you, I mean, you look at the United States, for example. Now, I know it's not a perfect society either, but they have these kind of communities for older people, you know, these kind of older communities. Mm-hmm. And even, by the way, with, yeah, and even with house yeah. sales, there are, say, they build a new housing development and they'll say it's for over 50s only. Um, and they, or they'll say it's no children over 50s. They'll only sell the houses to people over 50 with no children. You know, this, this kind of idea that, you know, you build communities around the type of people you want in them. I think it's a really wonderful idea, by the way, because then you have like-minded people living close together who might enjoy mm. certain things and certain aspects of life together. You know, we don't do that in this country. It's kind of a flick of free-for-all in this country. And I think we've neglected older people. So you have Mary, whose husband died, kids have all moved away, and she's living in a four-bedroom house in the middle mm-hmm. of Inglis. I mean, that's pointless. Because, yeah, there okay. should be some sort of out- community outreach teams specifically yeah. for that elderly cohort whose partners pass away. Well, there should okay. be an option for Mary to move from that council house in Vinglas, for example, into, you know, another community that would be nearby so she wouldn't be far from her friends or people that she might have met throughout her life, but also a community of people with, who are like-minded. Uh, well, hang on, let me just go to, uh, I think it's Anne, is it? Uh, Anne, hi. Hi, Niall, how are you? Good, Anne, um, ba- so- back to this guy. Yeah, back to this guy. So should what should he do? Should he give in or should he just say no and put his foot down? Well, I think even the mere... I think it's doomed from the start. The fact that even the, when the wife suggested it to him that there's trouble already, like, that's not going to work. It's, it's just not going to work. You've got... There's too many things down the line. Like, the woman is 71. She is going to get... She's going to get maybe sick in a few years' time. She's going to get... That she'll need round-the-clock care. What happens when they want to go on a family holiday? They're going to have to look for somebody to mind nanny. And that's what happens. And then, like, where's the other two sons? Like, they're getting off scot-free as far as I'm concerned. No, they are, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it is a huge... I look after my mother. She's 84 years of age. I have a sister that lives abroad who couldn't care less about my mother. That's her problem. That's just what things work at the minute. If I'm even going away on holidays, it's I, I, my son is 24. Him and his girlfriend look after my mother. It's an awful big ask for him to do. Yeah. But I wouldn't have a life if I didn't have that support from my son because I work full time uh, my partner and I are trying to have our own lives but and I only actually spend weekends with him because I can't I have to look at to keep coming back and forward to my mother that's just the way it is okay so, um, so your mother, your mother doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't live with you obviously yeah we do she, she does she does oh, okay. we, we, I live with my mother and my son but uh, does look it was just an agreement that I made years ago that I would stay and look after and um, it kind of, it, it works, but like you know, health health is failing. Like she's mm. needs more looking after now. Do you believe you owe it to her? It, by the way, do you? Because this is a question I keep asking people. Do you? Mm, do you believe you owe it to her? I think to an extent we owe something to our parents. I I really do. I couldn't like my grandmother ended up in uh, one of my grandmothers ended up in a nursing home, and I have terrible memories from that. Her actually her anniversary is today, and I. The last year of my grandmother being in a home, it was absolutely, it was just so heartbreaking going in because they don't get the care they deserve. You know, it's, 
you know, I, I, do you really want your parents ending their days in a nursing home? You know, I, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Mm. Um, if other people do it, that's fine. I, you know, that's what they have to do. But for to move in with a family, a husband and a wife, it's, I mean, I can't understand why the woman can't sell her house and maybe downsize and move near them because then that works for everybody. You know, that maybe the daughter can go and visit the mother. She's right beside her or whatever. Someone moving into your home and it's it's very hard with adults all trying to get on, you know. And then it's not fair if that mother is, you know, she sounds like to me that she's a bit of a dictator and she will cause trouble. Now, you know? in saying that, we're only going by his word. His wife, obviously, yeah, his wife probably wouldn't yeah, agree with yeah. that, sir. We're going by his word. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. get on with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, there you go. It's a, that's, that's putting, like, oh, there's not, not every family is going to get on. There's always going to be people that don't like someone for whatever reason. They mightn't like them for any particular reason, but you rub somebody up the wrong way, you're having a bad day, coming in from work and a little row that you, you could have maybe been able to sort out within, you know, having a cup of tea or whatever. But you've got another, you throw someone into the mix and they're giving their tuppence worth that you didn't ask for in the first place. That's just, it's like a, it's like a boiling pot, you know? But but yeah. but listen to what Stephen has to say, and who has quite traditional views. You know, he kind of believes that this is part of society. You know, the the, like the same as raising children as part of society. They're the sacrifices we make in society to keep the family unit together. That you know, if your parents do need care, that we're so we kind of have some sort of obligation to do that. That we should be doing that. Yeah, I think I think raising your children is totally different. That's a choice you make. You have children. You know, you want to have a family. But you know, it's that at the start of your marriage. There's very few people at the start of a marriage um, are not going to discuss children, but they certainly don't discuss, right, and you no, know what, 40 in. years down the road, we're going to take mum or dad into your mind. Because a lot of them would say, no way. You know, it's just when you're actually presented with that situation, and maybe you feel you have no choice, that you have to do it, but it doesn't always work. Unless you have a good relationship with your in-laws, not everybody does, and not everybody will even take in their own parents, you know? Um, See, I, I think, Stephen, I understand the point you were making about society in general, but I think you're simplifying the situation. Like, you know, well, I, I, I know, I know, I'm simplifying the situation, lads. But, 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 uh, like, we are gone wrong in society. There are, I know, I'm, I'm aware of that, but that doesn't help this guy. Do you know no, what I mean? That's no, an individual I know, I know case. It help this guy, but, but I suppose that the, the format of the show is: look at this guy. This is something that happens commonly amongst people. It does, yeah. It. yeah. And, and uh, I suppose. Like, look, there's there's another topic you covered before, Niall, which is the assisted suicide thing that that's trying to be pushed in. Yeah. Now, nothing, nothing uh, will destroy the mental health of an elderly person more than a family saying, "You're not good enough to be in our home. You have to go away now and die in this place, and you have to not bother us as much as possible. Please don't bother us." That that's the message that's being sent. And then they get handed a piece of paper, or they will do somewhere down the line now, because it looks like this thing will come in, where they where they get told you don't have to be alive, you know. You can, you I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I know I've been listening to the arguments in relation to euthanasia, and I know this kind of the, the argument is being put out there. Some people call it a straw man argument, you know, that elderly people will feel devalued by it, that they'll feel like a burden on society and basically pop their clogs before it sooner rather than later. I don't but, but know when that would happen. This actually happened in Nile. I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, Canada, but they, like old people are literally like knocking themselves off because people are not looking after them. They're not saying you're welcome in the that family home. Mm. So go ahead. Steve. Do you know? Yeah. Well, well, well. Hang on. I want to bring Bernie in as well. Say there, Anne too. Bernie, hi. How are you? Hi, 
I'm fine, Anna. How are you? I'm good, Bernie. Bernie, do you think this guy is, is a lost cause at this stage? You know, I mean, has he got a choice, really? Honestly, like I'm eight years off that lady's um, age, right? And there's no way on earth I would inflict myself on my four in-laws. There's not an ocean. I'd rather go out to the lake and sit in it every day. Why would I do that to my children and my, and my in-laws? It, money doesn't come into it. Money does not buy your way into anyone's family. But see, but but you're proving Stephen's point. When you say inflict myself, you're considering yourself a burden as you get older. But I mean, no, but I, I'm sorry, I, I should I rephrase that, baby. Please. It's up to me. I'm the person who's getting on in years, not my family. My children are going to get there eventually. I'm responsible for my own health and mental well-being. It's not my children. It's not my, fa- my, my in-laws' responsibility. It doesn't matter. The money does not make any difference. If I'm, I'm responsible for my own health and well-being. And should that I am not able to continue, well, it's not on my family's head, be it. It's on my own head, be it. Because it's down to me. I came into this world on my journey. I've had my children. I am not respon- They're not responsibility of, to be responsible to me. And I should not. Imagine having, like I had my son here for a month with his children uh, home on holiday. And I'm telling you now, it was full. It was lovely to have them, but it was full on. I felt sorry for the girl because I had my own way of doing things. And she has her own way of doing things. And even the simple thing like washing the clothes. She wanted to do them at 40. I want to do mine at 30. You know, and like those simple things would wait great on someone if you're there long term. 40, I think, is probably better in fairness. but you know what I mean like the simple things like even making the tea or if I want I get up one morning in the middle of the night at four o'clock to enter the dishwasher because I thought I'll I'll empty it now and I'll fill it and she said to me oh my goodness I heard you up and I went yeah well you know I wasn't sleeping so I thought I'd do something and it didn't go down well it wasn't her fault it was just I know yeah because it's their routine you're interfering with their routine yeah and And you're putting the clothes on 30 which is not a good thing either you know what I mean in fairness (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it's the simplest thing that will grate on someone's nerves. Like my my mum has passed away two weeks ago, and she was had brain hemorrhage. She fractured her neck. She still wanted to be independent of all of us. She had carers coming in, and she had a brother coming in in the day to check on her. She didn't want want any of us in. And, and, and was, again, you know, by the way, my condolences on the last year, ma'am, which is I know is only very much. recent. And, and thank you, Niall. And you know, like she had twelve of us. And she didn't want to inflict herself on any of us. And she did a great job on rearing us. And, you know, she had all sorts of things to make. And her own mother was sick. She didn't, she went down when she could. Her mother didn't expect it. And that's maybe where I come from. We remained independent. And a hundred thousand dollars or whatever she's given them. Well, give it to them anyway. Sure, I mean, you're 71. What else are you going to be doing with 300,000? Well, no, she's she's living in a house. She said she'll sell the house and split the money amongst them. Yeah, but you're, if you want to do that, go ahead. Can't you get one bedroom? What do you need room for? It's too much to clean and, and yeah. fix them. Do you know? See, I mean, I, well, well, hang, well, hang on. See, Stephen, I know this is what you're saying. You're point there. Yeah, and what you're saying is that Bernie would typify, you know, the attitude that we have in society that we that we ourselves don't want to be a burden on our children, but we should be thinking. We shouldn't be thinking like that. I suppose the point you're making. Yeah. If, if, I could, if I could respond to Anne's yeah. point there about, about the, the, the money side of things, it sounds to me like, like this woman is identifying the burden and, and saying, listen, I know I'm going to be a burden. I just don't want to end up in a home. Please don't throw me away. I'm your mother. Here's a that, grand. that seems to be what's going on there. Yeah. And we're all going, oh, well, let's see. Let me, let me talk this up on a piece of paper and I'll come back to you. 
like this is disgusting talk lads I have to say how have we got to a point where we don't value our parents but it's not that I don't value my parents I respect their independence or the head of the family who remembers those things I do yeah I I do Stephen Stephen I respect that but I also respect that I've worked my uh, 40 years of life and I've done my bit I don't expect my children who are now going through life to take up the challenge of mind to me not a notion like if I want I think Why am I wrong? Exactly where you're wrong? Why am I wrong, Stephen? So you have, if if you don't expect your children to to, to look after you in your final days, then you 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 don't have a humanist view. You don't you don't look at society through human value or soul soul or morality. You're looking at this as 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 okay. You're middle aged now. It's your time. It's all of our times. From when we're born to when we die. We no, all she, no, 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 she's being practical. No, hang on for a second, Stephen. She's being practical. I'm being honest. I'm yeah. being honest. I mean, Stephen, you're, you're there. I have four, I have seven grandchildren. I would not like to see my, my grandchildren see me rambling around here or doing anything untoward. It's down to me. It's my, I'm, I'm, I'm the responsible person. I'm not, I know in my heart that it would be a huge trial for my children and grandchildren to be stuck with well, me. What do you mean looking around, around, the door. That, that, that's, but that's what you I mean. That's what happens when you get you slow down. You, you mean walking from like one room to the other, making a cup of tea? But what do you mean? Yeah, but but I mean all of that, Stephen. I'm still entitled well, to but do I, that. I, I think I think you, you've described a very non-issue there, and 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 I think you've jumped past it. There's no issue there, and like the the only argument I heard you make is that there was a 10 degree difference on the washing machine one day and that was enough to cause chaos in the household. <laughs> I but unfortunately, now, Stephen, the that's reality. If the heard that, they would bet us up and down the road for the shit that we're in now. <laughs> the state of the place now has gone mentalless. I'm telling you. No, these 10 are degrees in the, in the washing machine. You're not machine. having your mother in the house. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I mean, no, no, I don't. I don't think Bernie's using that as an argument. She's just pointing out that we're different. In other words, she's different to her children in, in, the, in the way yeah. she approaches things, the way she deals with things. You know, and and to them that may seem like an inconvenience, and she doesn't want to be that inconvenience in the house. No, I don't. I want I, to be. I, I, want, I, I don't I, want I think, that. I, I think. I think that that's a time bomb waiting to happen. As we say, it, it is actually after going off already. We have nursing homes there now being changed over for I'm not going to say what. Ah, we are. You say it if you want to. We all know why they're being changed over. Yeah, we yeah. do know to why accommodate, To accommodate refugees, so yes. elderly people have been evicted and, and are now being told, the, 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 the people who are on the show today, the type of people who are saying it's not our responsibility. It is. It is because you're relying on this false market to look after your parents that isn't there anymore and won't be there but, if the slightest change in the wind happens in the economy or, or if a, a, a disgraceful government gets into power and devalues elderly people like the way they're doing, they're prioritising the workforce over the elderly people now. They're prioritising the market. So they're getting rid of these nursing homes now and, and it's paddle your own canoe. And, and I think we have to match that challenge with some morality and value in the family unit again in order to look after these elderly people who have brought us into the world and paid for everything built the very houses we're living in, put the roofs over our heads, clothes on our back. It's time we meet the challenge and stop complaining. Uh, you know, okay, well, 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 okay, well, hang on a second. 10 degrees in the washing machine. That'll be an argument that'll go on all day, I have to say. Although <laughs> I, I've seen an ad on the telly there recently. It's all about climate change and it's personal or one of those. You can wash your clothes now in 30 degrees and they'll still be as clean. I don't buy into that. Uh, let, let, me no. go, let me go to Sarah. Sarah, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. How are you? I'm your condolences to Bernie and about our mammy. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you very much. Glad to hear Thank about you, that. 
Um, I 100% understand where Bernie is coming from and I understand where Stephen is coming from. But Stephen needs to realise that there's an awful lot out there and there's an awful lot more today in society for the older person in the community. Um, and that's true the HSE. There's loads of different houses there for them that they can go to if they don't want to live in their own home. It's like a community within the community. You don't need to bring the whole family into it. I do understand a mother brings you into the world that some people have their morals that it's up to them to take care of them when they're on their dying days. I will, if that never happens to my father because he's not well at the moment. He's three carers. Um, I will not let him go into a nursing home. I work in a nursing home and I'll be there for him. But would I have my mother-in-law moving with me? No. Would I have my father moving with me? No. There's not a hundred So you're saying it no. depends on the person? No, I'm not saying that. Like, now, when, when you are, you're kind of picking it. When you're picking and choosing who you'd have live with you. That, and I understand that. By no, way. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, not, no way. Like, when I went back to live with my father, I got on his nerves where I had the attitude I was raiding this house. I could do what I want. But it was still part of my place. It was still my father's house. So I had to respect his boundaries. And that's what I did. You know, but also on the other but you, But you will admit, because you work in a nursing home uh, situation, that you, you will admit there are many people in nursing homes who don't need to be there. That's 100%. And the, the, the care is out there for them in the community. But not only the care is in the community, the care is in their families as far as Stephen is concerned. No, no, no but that's, Stephen, that's Stephen's input. Like, but there is an awful lot of help out there these days for people, for the older person in the community well, to it, stay in the community. Yeah, but I was going to say, when in relation to nursing homes, there's less and less. I'm just starting an article here in the paper from July, a couple of months ago there. A government accused of ignoring nursing home crisis as 750 beds are lost. 750. Where did, I was going to call it someone else. But listen, Niall, there's an awful lot, like, the good work that does go on in nursing homes. There's a few people in nursing homes that there's no need for them to be in nursing homes. Yeah, I agree. You have the bitching and the moaning between families over the loved ones in nursing homes. And I heard the most despicable story on the radio going back about four years ago. We were talking, the topic was, you know, people unnecessarily being in nursing homes. And a girl came on who worked in a nursing home. And she told me that there are so many people there. She said she there was one moment she talked about who sits staring out the window all day waiting for her daughter to come and see her. And she said the daughter arrived up on Christmas Day and she had two presents for the mother. And she said she called, you know, the nurse came out and said, okay, oh yeah, she said, will you, will you just give them to mom? And she says, well, do you want to come up and see her and give them yourself? I said, oh no, if I go in, she'll keep me there all day. And she said, I actually I, cried, she said, that she didn't want to see her mother on Christmas Day because she felt she'd be an inconvenience. Yeah, well, I, listen, over the last 20-odd years where I've seen in nursing homes between families, it is a holy disgrace with sons and daughters. That's all I can say. I could write a book on it that the hairs on your body it stands. And it's not nice. And where you have the genuine people out there. Now, I'm telling you now, and I also said it to my husband, in my father's final days, he will not be going near a nursing home. I will pack a bag and I'll go and live and take care of him. Yeah. Or he can come and I'll take care of him. That would be when he's really, really sick. But just to come, if he was 71 years of age, for him to sell his house to accommodate me and my husband, to have an extra couple of quid, that ain't going to happen. I love my mother-in-law to pieces. 
she came out here one Christmas, she comes at Christmas. I love her, she's great. But she's getting on nerves. <laughs> and I'm sure I got on her nerves. And then I remember one time I was in her house at Christmas and she had me to my Christmas dinner. And I looked at her as if like, and then she gave me an extra spoonful of something. And she goes, now you're happy. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, in so, rela- okay, well then very quickly, in relation to this guy, what do you think right, he should do? I, what do you mean what do you think he should do? Should he just give in and let the wife move the mother in or should he put up, take a stand, make a stand and say, no, it's not happening. I, I'm putting no, my foot down. No, it's not happening. Like, there's nothing wrong with the mother. She, she's fairly young. Yeah, she's, well, she's 71. 71. Oh, unfortunately, I've lost everybody. She's 71 years of age. Listen, thank, unfortunately, I lost everybody, but it was time for wrapping up anyway. I do apologise, Sarah Jane and Stephen and Bernie uh, to all of you, but thank you for coming on the air today and talking to us. Now, some of the messages, by the way, that are coming in, Ask them all to tell their friends and neighbours, uh, family, etc. about the show. Uh, Nikki says, uh, my mother uh, never raised me, uh, so I literally don't feel any obligation to look after her after she gets older. Another person says, I grew up in a residential care and foster homes. My mother struggled with addiction and I felt abandoned by her most of my life. Dave says on WhatsApp, which is probably the most interesting one message that we got today. Now, you could always let her move in. And then push her down the stairs and make it look like an accident. I'm assuming you're jesting, Dave, and you don't really mean that. Or maybe you actually do. I don't know. Anyway, listen, thank you to everybody who got involved in the show. I do apologize to those people I lost there at the end of the show. Um, it's a little bit of a technical glitch that we've had over the last couple of weeks, but we're hoping to get it sorted out today. Actually, we have somebody coming to look at it today, so hopefully it won't happen again in the future. Um, thank you to everybody who got involved in the show. Don't forget, by the way, this show depends on you. As you've heard, 20 callers on the air there. We don't have a show without you. I could sit here and waffle for an hour, but I'm pretty sure that wouldn't impress you too much. Some of my opinions you might agree with, some you'll disagree with. Bottom line is, we're spending this time, we put all of this effort in, all of this money in, to entertain you and give you a platform. So please do support us. (coughs) Pardon me. And if you support us, we will support you. We've got our new mugs. I'll show you a picture of them, actually. There they go. They're the new Nile Boylan podcast mugs. We'll have them in very, very shortly. And we still have some of the older ones, which are these ones here. And if you want to get one, we give away one every day to new members who sign up on our website for a subscription plan. So please go and sign up on the website for a subscription plan. It's $5.99 a month. And what you're doing is supporting us, but you're also getting, you can watch all of the previous videos for all the previous shows. There's over a hundred at this stage and also other interviews that we don't normally put out during the day. We do other interviews too that we put in there too. You can watch them all um, for that five ninety nine. And I know, I know, look, it's hard at this moment. You know, there's a cost of living crisis. Every penny counts. And I understand that. If you can't afford it, I completely understand. You can still listen to all the shows for free. You can watch us every day for free. We don't charge you for that. But all we're asking you to do is try and support us. So don't forget, please share as well. If you go to the website, you can take a link from each show. You can share it with a friend on WhatsApp. You can share it on Twitter. You can share it on Facebook. You can share it everywhere. Take a link and just share it. Send it to your friends. If you do that as well, you're in the draw to win one of those mugs. And we will be giving them away uh, more so, by the way. What we're going to do is we're going to get more of them in. And when we do that... We will give them to everybody who subscribes 
for a period of time. So, for example, we haven't decided yet, but it could be, say, six months. Once you subscribe for a six-month period, you get a mug automatically. It'll be something like that. We haven't come up with a plan yet, but we will do it because so many people want them. So please subscribe to the show. Thank you very much indeed if you have. This podcast will be available on the website, nileboylan.com. Uh, in about an hour's time. And don't forget, if you want to listen to it, it's on all the usual platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, everywhere else. So please support us, continue to support us, and thank you very much to everybody. And don't forget, by the way, if you can't or you don't want to support us on a monthly basis, you can go into the website and there's a donate button there if you just want to give us a fiver. You can do that. If you want to give us more than that, you can. We would really appreciate it. If you want to give us a thousand, we would really appreciate it. And if you're somebody who wants to advertise with us, please let us know, by the way. We'll take everything into consideration because obviously we have to pay for all of this. But if you do want to advertise with us, there's one thing I will say to you is we don't listen to you. We'll put your ad on happily at the start of the show um, and all the audio podcasts or whatever it is. But we don't adhere to your rules and regulations. In other words, you take what we are and you don't change what we do. Anyway, thank you very much indeed to everybody who got involved. I'll be back again tomorrow at 12. Well, I'm sure it'll be a lot more serious than it was today, although it was quite serious. I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 